As you guys know, we've talked many times on this podcast about CRT, the curriculum choices of school boards, and woke books found in libraries across our entire nation. Many of you have asked about alternative literary choices, and if you've never heard of the Tuttle Twins, you are in for a treat. The current political and economic climate is coming to a critical tipping point, and socialism's popularity is on the rise. Educating your children about freedom is more important today than ever. For more information about the Tuttle Twins and to take advantage of special discounted offers, go to TuttleTwins.com forward slash ref forward slash Heidi. I'll also drop it in the show notes. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today's Thursday, January the 13th. And as promised, my good friend Rick Green is on the show with me today. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court and the mandate madness. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so you're watching my schedule, and if you're not, uh, you need to be. Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events, and you can find out where I am going to be uh, speaking for freedom all around the 3rd Congressional District here in Southwest Washington and across the country. My speaking season heats up really in earnest starting in February. Also, we are brand new into a study on how to study the Bible at MomStrong International uh, my friend Sarah Welcome is writing that study this month, and so we'd love to have you guys join us, and you can find out more information at momstronginternational.com. You guys, I'm really happy to have my friend Rick Green back on the show. I think I get more feedback from having Mr. Green on the show than almost anybody else, because this guy does not hold back. He's more fun than a clown on fire. And Rick, <laughs> I'm so glad that you're back. Welcome to the show. I love coming on your program. I'd come on every day if you'd let me, but I, I am curious though. You didn't say what kind of feedback. You just said more feedback. So that's it true. could be that it's just a whole lot of negative feedback. But anyway, yeah, I'm thrilled to be back with true. you. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I did not say what kind of feedback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. <laughs> that was that was on purpose. I get it. Yeah. No problem. Well, I'm used to that. No, <laughs> truly, I mean, I think the reason why the listeners react so favorably having you here is that you're a truth teller. And I mm. admire that. You know, there's a whole yeah. lot of stuff going on in the culture right now. The country's on fire. And we need truth tellers because really this is a truth issue, right? Truth is in the crosshairs. Truth is the culprit behind COVID. It's the culprit behind the mandates and the lockdowns and the hostile takeover of the freest nation on the face of the earth. And you've been spending your time trying to uh, educate people about the Constitution and their freedoms and why it's so important that we understand that. Uh, and so I love having you on. Before I get going to uh, the topic today, I really want you to take a minute and tell everybody about Patriot Academy uh, because we've, we're excited about that. We're getting ready to start uh, a Constitution class here at the Homeschool Resource awesome. Center. Very excited about that. But you have a, a passion for the Constitution, which really flowed into Patriot Academy, right? Hundred percent, and and a passion for the truth, just like you said, and I, I think that's why uh, people like you and me enjoy doing what we're doing. We like dispelling the lies and shining the light, yeah. uh, sometimes in places where it's never shown. And uh, speaking of truth telling, before I even tell you about Patriot Academy, we're just going to set a lie um, where it belongs in the lie category and tell the truth. It comes out of North Korea. Over the last few days, this is very important information, Heidi. So this should be like the highlight of your program. I'm um, leaning in. I'm leaning in. Kim Jong Il did not invent the burrito i just want to make it clear he, no, uh, that is now no. north no. korean po- uh, yes the propaganda in north korea kim jong-un is the one that's you know the dictator now but they're saying yes. now that his daddy invented the burrito 
It's hilarious. Silk and Ben the Burrito. I, I, I just I start with that because you know a silly lie like that that has no repercussions for any of us, even those of us that love Tex-Mex food, um, <laughs> is still a lie and still causes people that don't ever hear the other side to believe the lie and it becomes the truth. And that's what's happened over the last year and a half for most people is they've only heard the lies, not about burritos, but about COVID, about all these different things. And it's about CRT. I mean, so they only get one side. And when you shut down people like you and like me and you run them off of Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and we don't get that opposition, we don't get to sharpen each other. We don't get to find the truth. And so whether it's a burrito and who invented the burrito are literally life saving things like ivermectin and and hydroxychloroquine and things that, you know, now the experts that are way credentialed, way beyond anything you and I could come up with are telling us half a million people died that would not have died had we been honest about the treatments and all of these things. So all of, all of that, just to say truth matters. That's why I love coming on your program because you are unafraid, unabashed uh, in the same way in speaking that truth. So Patriot Academy, very uh, patriotacademy.com. We just love teaching people about the constitution, getting them excited about being free citizens and living out their freedom, not just studying it intellectually, but finding yeah. ways to actually act on that because it's not enough to pray. It's not enough to just think you've got to act. And you've got yes. to be engaged in what's going on. And so we like yeah. to make that easy for folks and fun. I, I hate boring history, boring government, all that <laughs> stuff. So we try to make everything as, as fun as we can. Yeah. And you do a really good job. And you and I were also at Front Sight together. And that yeah. was a hoot and holler and good time. Once I figured out that the uh, pistol I brought wasn't going to work. But that's a story for another <laughs> But you did day. great. You did great. You were the perfect <laughs> example. I mean, most people that go, it's kind of a new thing for them. And they have to get, you know, it's a lot of stuff at once. And so your it brain kind of gets scrambled a couple days in. Uh, but anyway, you, you, uh, I could tell your confidence level by the end was phenomenal. Uh, you and Jay both just seemed to have a great time. And we enjoyed the fellowship with you, too. So it's, it's a fun time. Yeah, it was great. We're going to do it again. And I'll be talking about that more on the show. We're going back out there in the spring. And I, and I think, you know, right now when Americans are realizing, oh my goodness, our freedom can be taken from us. You know, I, I was just telling you before the show, what's happening in Washington state, there are literally quarantine camps that are opened and some that are being built up and down the I-5 corridor. And then if you go into the Washington administrative code, you can see that the Washington legislature has granted a permission to lawmakers and to the Department of Health to weaponize law enforcement against people that refuse to get uh, submit, they say it to voluntary voluntary medical examination. That sounds. I'm sorry. That sounds very creepy to me. You know, you and don't le- submit and to sounds a less than voluntary. Yeah, exactly. And then the, you know, and so people say, well, that's not actually happening. They are absolutely paving the way for that to happen. So is it happening right now? No, but are, are all the stepping stones in place? Yeah, they really are. I mean, they're they're paving the way right now. People need to know how to defend themselves. We we support and defend the second the Second Amendment. That's why I went out to Frontside. I wanted to learn how to get better with my weapon and be able to be confident using it. And I and hopefully I'm setting a good example for all the other mamas out there who are like, I wonder right. if I could strap a Glock to my hip. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Absolutely. And you should. And, and you know, it's not as maybe not quite as bad there yet. But I mean, think about, you know, Manhattan and the D.A. there saying they're not even going to prosecute right. anything. It's basically not murder. I mean, they're encouraging the lawlessness and they're essentially yeah. saying it's up to you. You better you better be able to defend yourself, which actually the founders were kind of on board with that whole thing of it's your responsibility, not the government's. But at the same time, when you live in big cities like that, you've got to have a good police force or oh. chaos ensues. And they're literally encouraging the chaos. So we better get 
ready to defend ourselves against that chaos. I hope it doesn't come. I'm not trying to be a fear monger or any of that. Right, but right. Even, even before the insanity of two years ago, when I realized there was one point, well, at the time, is 1.2 million violent crimes in America. I, at first, I thought that's only in the bad neighborhoods, but it does. It happens in my neighborhood. It happens in your neighborhood. It right. happens in every state. It's the nature of man. It, you know, it's out there. And Proverbs tells us to not be the fool that walks blindly on and suffers the consequences, right. but to be the wise person that foresees danger and takes precautions. So it's not being paranoid. It's just, you know, taking good precautions and, and uh, living out your Second Amendment rights and being ready to defend your family should a bad situation occur. Yeah, and it's and it's important, and we've talked about it, you know, many times here at the show. And we're we're learning some very hard lessons in the United States right now about why it's so important that we are engaged and active in our own government. This is supposed to be a yeah. government of the people, by the people, and for the people. The Constitution spells out why governments are instituted among men, and uh, we've had the we've had the Romans thirteen discussion, you and I, several times uh, here on the show, certainly, and also, you know, <laughs> over dinner. But you mentioned before we came on, one of the one of the topics to really hit today is what's going on in the Supreme Court, because that is going to affect every single American. And I I listened to the testimony, you know, when I when I had opportunity to do it. And frankly, I was appalled. I have no faith in Amy Coney Barrett. I've said that many times here on the show. Still not really sure what side of the freedom aisle she's gonna fall on. But what was your impression as you watched uh, oral arguments happen before the Supreme Court over these mandates? I was so disappointed, Heidi. I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I mean, I'm an, I'm an attorney. I went to law school, all that. And I, you know, when I did, when I did the LSAT to get into law school, you had to, it was all about, do you have logical skills? Do you have logical reasoning? Do you have analytical reasoning? Can you do deductive reasoning? Can you look at the facts and circumstances and glean from that what the truth is? I mean, if you, if you couldn't do that, you got a rejection letter, right? You didn't get into law school. Apparently, if you can't do those things, you are a perfect nominee for Barack Obama and Bill Clinton because yep. the, the the three on the court that they appointed, the things they said, it was yeah. unbelievable. It showed complete ignorance. And I don't mean that as an insult to them. I'm ignorant about a lot of things. It's simply not knowing, right? It's not having the knowledge mm -hmm. about that particular. They showed they have no clue what is mm -hmm. actually happening with COVID and what's actually happening with the implementation of these mandates. And all. Mm -hmm. And worst of all, they showed, and this is an area they shouldn't be ignorant on. One of them had the nerve to say, well, if the states can't, can do it, why can't the federal government do it? I just don't see why the federal, and I'm thinking, um, that's called enumerated powers. It's called the Tenth Amendment. Anything not know, listed in the Constitution, it's to in the, the document. Amendment. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was. Oh, it was crazy. It was so bad. I, it was like it was a train wreck for four hours. It was more painful than a root canal. It was awful because it was showing me just how ignorant these people are, and how the attorneys didn't even it didn't even raise a lot of this stuff. I mean, none of the questions about. The feds should have nothing to do with it, that, that there's never been constitutional authority for OSHA, for mandates, and certainly not for vaccine mandates. And all they could talk about was, yeah, but did Congress give OSHA the power to do this? And I'm going, wait a minute. Congress doesn't have the power to do this and doesn't That's have right. the power to give this to them. The federal government has zero power when it comes to vaccine mandates. So that was very frustrating that they never got to the heart of the heart of the heart of the matter. Um, Thomas and, and, and Alito and Gorsuch kind of they, they did ask a few questions around that. But every answer from even the attorneys that were supposed to be representing our point of view, every one of their answers was always, yes, states and Congress can do this, but not OSHA, which is really bad because you know what will happen if they if the court rules in our favor and says no federal mandate on employers uh, because OSHA doesn't have the authority to do that. 
if Congress turns around and then passes somehow, you know, by hook or by crook with barely 50 votes, they manage to pass to then give OSHA the power, then what's the Supreme Court going to say? And, and so instead of right. standing on first principles and jurisdictions and authority and those things we talk, we you and I have talked about a lot, they just went to the question of, is this a good idea? Mm-hmm. Rather than talking about, do we have authority to even do this? So I was very frustrated. And this was, of course, the day after the whole January 6th thing, which I was already right, throwing, right, right. You oh, know, throwing up on things because it was so <laughs> disgusting. I mean, Kamala Harris comparing January 6th to, you know, the, this this extended frat party um, to 9-11 and, right, and right. to, Pearl, to Harbor. You know, Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. how do you get that calloused and that willing to tell a lie and and not have the others. I mean, that was just so insulting to the 3,000 that, that, that died on 9-11 and 2,300 yeah. on Pearl Harbor. I've interviewed those World War II vets and a bunch of these guys that literally, I mean, at Pearl Harbor had to swim through flames and and, and get through. I mean, just everybody right. on their, in their team died. I mean, it was horrific right. stuff. And for her to even put it in the same category as that, just, just disgusting. Do you want the best night's sleep you've ever had in your life? Well, after years of trying almost every brand out there, Jay and I switched to the MyPillow mattress, and we are so glad that we did. The MyPillow mattress is a medium firm memory foam mattress that offers excellent support and above average pressure relief and responsiveness. It works well for all sleeping positions and is excellent for anyone suffering from back pain. The MyPillow mattress is made right here in the United States and has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and FedEx will deliver it right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. You guys, check it out. See it for yourself for a 60-day trial period. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. MyPillow is made in the USA again, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. So you know it's going to last and it has a 60-day money-back guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to take advantage of this special offer. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, or call 1-800-447-0541. Well, and it also so, shows you know nothing week. about Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I was like, yeah. obviously you have no idea what we were fighting for or why that was such a big deal in the first place or who died or how they died. Exactly. Uh, and instead, yeah, and the rhetoric around uh, January 6th, the same thing happened in Washington State. You know, we're talking about a moment of silence. I'm like, I'll give you a moment of silence. You know, <laughs> you know, come to my house. I'll give you a moment of silence. The right. fact of the matter is we, we're being uh, ruled now by people who do not know the history of this country, obviously, because if you did know the history, Kamala, you would never have compared January 6th to right. uh, Pearl Harbor. It was an insult to the men and women who died. Who died and, there? And so, and no, it's, no it's mention, shameful. no mention of the the more you know, at least closely in date comparison, which would be you know the BLM and Antifa riots for the weeks and months leading right. up to that, where a thousand more times in property damage was done, where fifteen more times as many, as many cops yeah over over were hundreds hurt. of days over yeah over and one hundred forty cities. 
I mean, right. it, 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 yeah. just no comparison at all. Now, and I will say federal buildings, their buildings exactly. They're, they're attacking federal, federal buildings, buildings mm-hmm. police officers, you know, 50 mm-hmm. something people died. I mean, it just no it, it's way worse. But I will mm-hmm. say the closer comparison and I, and I I think this makes sense because of what you started with, you know, this crazy stuff that's happening in Washington, the, all the the things that you and I would have thought even two years ago, yeah. you're a crazy fear-mongering conspiracy theory, if, yeah, yeah. theorist, if you say that stuff. It's actually happening now. And and, mm-hmm. and what I want to mention is the January 6th thing, what they what it really compares to is February 27th, 1933. That's the Rostock fire. And it's what mm. Germany is, what the Nazi party used to shut down the other parties and, and to take away freedom. And the whole reason mm-hmm. they did it was so that they could scare the people of Germany into giving up their rights. And mm-hmm. so they did it to pass the Enabling Act, and that start, that gave Hitler the dictator powers that he needed to be able to get rid of freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, all those things. And in very much the same way, and, and I get it, two years ago, I would have sounded like a crazy person to compare mm-hmm. what's happening in Washington, D.C. to Nazi Germany. But it is mm-hmm. absolutely an accurate comparison because now what they're trying to use is January 6th, like a Rostock fire, ex- exaggerate it beyond uh, you yep, know, proportion yep. and, and and blame people that weren't even there or blame people that were there mm-hmm. that were innocent. I mean, all the same mm-hmm. things they did with the Rostock fire. And they're doing it to pass their quote unquote Voting Rights Act, which is literally make it easier to cheat act. I mean, that's all it's about. Mm-hmm. No one in America is being prevented from voting that is a legal citizen and is supposed to be voting. No one. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't you can't show me a single case. And yet what this does is it takes away the ability to verify, to have transparency, yep. to make yep. sure that the right people, you know, the legal people voted and not illegal people. It, it takes away the ability for Democrats when they're in control to make it easier to vote in Democrat areas and harder to vote in Republican areas, which is what happened in Georgia and Pennsylvania, some of these areas. And, yep. and frankly, it takes away Republicans' ability to do that as well, as as We should have laws that make it hard to do that. And what this bill will do in Washington, D.C. is it'll make it impossible for any state to do any of that, meaning it'll make it impossible for any state to verify the elections, to make sure it's free and fair to all sides, equal ability to vote for everybody. It's a horrible law, and it's designed to do the same thing the Enabling Act in Germany was designed to do. It's designed to shut down the opposition just as they shut down speech for the last year and a half. So January 6th should be compared to February 27th, 1933, not to you know 9-11 and, and Pearl Harbor. Mm. Well, and you just you kind of hit the nail on the head, too, because basically what you've just said about even the voting rights and all this, it goes back to a lie. The premise is a lie. That's and right. anytime, anytime the, the foundational building blocks of whatever it is you're trying to do is based on a lie, the building's going to collapse eventually. COVID is based around a lie. We know that yeah. now. I mean, you and I have been talking about this. We're going on. What are we coming into three years? Rick? This is nuts. What the heck is going on when, you know, I, I remember thinking this, surely this is going to be over. Surely the American people are not this stupid. Oh, no, we are. And it turns out it's fear. And the Nazis did the same thing to the German people. They made them afraid. Remember, they told the Germans that the Jews were sick. Remember this? They called them sick and they gave them, you you had to carry around a card. And people started calling them ill. And so this is what we've got happening in the United States right now. And uh, the January 6th thing, again, built in a lie. I noticed nobody mentioned Ashley Babbitt. Nobody talked about her on on, Twitter. on uh, the commemoration of right. January 6th. The or the, and I forget the lady's name that died in the tunnel. Same thing. I mean, yep, she was trampled. Thing. She was beat over the head 18 times, 15 or 18 times with a baton by a police officer. And and listen, mm-hmm. I understand these police officers. Some of them were in a situation where they were literally being besieged. I get all that. Mm-hmm. And every case mm-hmm. has to be analyzed. And we, that's why we need the 14,000 hours in video. So you can actually yes. see what Good really luck. happened. 
Yeah, because you know, Good you've luck. seen the videos of some of these people walking in, invited by the Capitol Police, literally moving yes. the barrier and inviting them in. And so you got to compare yeah. that to these other scenes where there's obviously antagonists, bad people that are pushing cops and fighting cops and all that. And those people were wrong in doing that. So you got these very different views. And I'm going, well, what really happened overall then? Yeah. And well, until they have the transparency. Yeah, release the video and we'll find out. Yeah, and it's amazing because what we don't see happening is a willingness for any kind of uh, transparency on the part of the federal government right now. And in fact, they're doing everything they can to uh, fight against it. So it's a sad moment for freedom. And I wonder, I was reading an article uh, in The New Yorker and, and they were talking about uh, the, they, you know, they were upset because they said, you know, Justice Alito really sounds like, he, he's not sure if the vaccine's hurting people or not. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But the, but the New Yorker's position was the vaccine should be mandated. And I thought to myself, these are what happened to freedom loving Americans when we, That's when right. we, when our primary goal is to have personal responsibility for our own lives, to take care of the people around us. Now we're leaning into government. And someone asked me on a uh, radio interview today, what I thought was the biggest problem in the country. And my answer was very simple. We've walked away from God. We, yeah. we have walked away from God and in place of worshiping God, we're worshiping government Amen. and the government likes it. I yep. think the government likes it. We've got the twin golden calves. It's it's government and pseudoscience. It's not even real science, but we're worshiping at the feet of Pope Fauci as the, the voice of science that doesn't want any opposition. Is back to what you're saying, shutting down any opposition at all. The fact that they would literally plot and plan the destruction of some of the greatest scientists alive today from Oxford, Harvard, and Stanford yeah. and destroy their reputation. I mean, this is what the Fauci emails absolutely show, that they mm-hmm. wanted to destroy these scientists because they had opposition to his which is what his, Rand Paul was railing against yesterday yep. right yep. Rand Paul was just like dude no how about you tell me why you want to destroy the reputations of scientists and epidemiologists at places like Harvard and Stanford and uh, Fauci doesn't have answer he won't answer yeah, but it's what you said. It's when you when you leave God and when you leave moral absolutes. So without God, without religion, there is no truth. There's no. It's whatever mm-hmm. anybody wants to believe. We're in the French Revolution kind of situation. It's all about power and political yep. will. Now it's not about right and wrong. When God was at the center, and when you go to even our Declaration and you recognize we hold these truths to be self evident yeah. that we're endowed by our Creator. So when God's in the equation, there are moral absolutes. When God's not in the equation. It's whoever has the most power. It's law of the tiger and shark. And that's mm-hmm. where we've, we've ended up. And and when believers wake up to that and realize I cannot just sit back and hope that somebody else saves the day, I have to do my part. I'm at a I'm at a moment in history where God's given me the talents and, and yep. he's given me the freedom and he's given me the opportunity. Am I going to be the wicked and slothful servant that just buries it out of fear or whatever the reason? Or am I going to go out there and engage in the marketplace of, of ideas and engage in my freedom? and actually be a part of the solution? That's the question every believer is being asked right now. Yeah, it really is. And and like we've been saying for a couple of years, get off the bench, you know, get That's off right. the bench, get onto the battlefield. Every single person has a sphere of influence. Everyone needs to be telling the truth. Every person with an iPhone is a journalist. So start seeing yourself that yeah. way. Start recording what's happening around you and then let the truth be shown. I'm curious, Rick. I mean, I realize that your opinion on this is probably worth about as, as much money as the cup of coffee that you're not going to get from me when this is over. <laughs> but I'm curious to know where you think this is going. So in light of what we saw play out in the Supreme Court, and then I want to switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the incredible American hero that is Joe Rogan uh, bringing yeah. these guys on his show. But where do you see 
this going for freedom? I, I'm interested in your opinion about the Supreme Court and the effect it's going to have on, uh, obviously, on federal workers, but healthcare workers. And then I want to kind of pivot to what you, where's the future for the airlines? Cause I still, I'm just like, <sighs> me too. Uh, well, you mentioned, you mentioned Alito and, and some of the attacks on him for what he said. Right. I, I'll go the other way on Alito. He said, I'm not making that point. I'm not making that point. I'm not making that point. He literally repeated it three times. Because I'm not saying the vaccines gonna, are unsafe. I'm not, I'm saying, not the saying the vaccines are unsafe. Exactly. Exactly. Right, right. And I was like, Make the point. Why not make right. the point? Me At too. least raise the question when 100,000 people, and that's Dr. McCullough and Malone saying that, when 100,000 people have died from the vaccine, a VAR shows 25,000, and they say it's at least four to five times that. More yeah. people injured and died from it than all vaccines combined. I mean, all of these numbers, they mean something. We stopped the swine flu. The last time we tried to do this national vaccine campaign was 1976, 53 deaths, and we stopped the nonsense. 53. Right. We've had yep. tw- over. It's insane what we're doing. So I was disappointed that 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 the that the good guys, <laughs> the the, yeah, the, the yeah. guys that typically that share stronger. my legal perspective, were not stronger. That they didn't make the point. But see, the difference is they didn't see this hearing as a propaganda opportunity. They were literally asking the legal questions. You listen mm-hmm. to the other side, and it was all opportunities to throw the propaganda out mm-hmm. to repeat the nonsense about you're going to kill all these Medicare patients if you don't do this and all that crazy stuff. Who, so, who, kill, who killed the nursing home patients? Wait a minute. That's Oh, that's it. so good. Yeah. Somebody should have said, wait, uh, Andrew Cuomo is not on a part of this case. Right, why are right, you, right, why right, are you br- right, bringing, right, bringing right. this up? Where is he um, right now? Oh, that's yeah. right. Oops. Yeah. Um, Oops. No, but I, I I thought based on what Alito and Thomas and Gorsuch and um, and uh, I'm blanking uh, Barrett and Roberts, mm-hmm. based on their questions and what they said, my mm-hmm. crystal ball that you're not supposed to do based on hearings because these guys all ask questions sometimes from the other perspective just to see what you'll say. But I'll do it anyway. Right. My crystal ball is this. I think they're going to I think they're going to knock down the federal employer mandate and they're going to mm-hmm. say it's because Congress did not give OSHA authority to do that 50 years which ago. Which wasn't Robert, there, which, yeah, right. Which I wouldn't think they'd have the power anyway, but that's, right. which is a victory for now, but it kind of acknowledges that Congress could give it, and instead of drawing that line and say only states, but I think we're going to lose the, the 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 medical worker one. I, I was shocked that the whole debate and questions around that was whether or not states and hospitals had notice that the federal government could change the rules at any time. And, mm-hmm. and that if they did have that notice, that it was okay to do this. So instead of mm-hmm. the argument being around, can the federal government, even with those dollars, can those strings be attached such that they literally violate the constitutional rights of those medical workers? Nobody talked about that. Nobody raised that. Nobody raised just the common sense um, mm-hmm. you know, objection to the fact that you've got nurses that served, put their lives on the line, did that yep. all throughout the yep. first year yep. when there was yep. no vaccine. Then the vaccine yep. comes along. They keep serving. They keep putting themselves in that position. They see the vaccine hurting and killing people and decide they don't want it. They're still willing to put their lives on the line. We fire them. And then we say to, to the vaccinated person that has COVID, that's no. okay. You can still work. I mean, nobody right. raised that. Nobody taught. It was just embarrassing that they didn't. So I'm really afraid they're going to say, that the medical one, I hope not. I hope they knock it all down and say it's up to the states. Let the states do whatever they want, which, of course, in a state like Washington, that's not necessarily good news because you've got 
you know, you're also being led by the most highly educated idiots in history at the state level. And uh, it's probably going to be just as bad at the state level. So then we've got to get after this is all over, because these that question won't be answered in these decisions. They're only going to answer the federal question. Eventually, we're going to have to get to the point where we're suing Washington state and we've got cases going to the Supreme Court questioning whether the state has the power, which takes us back to Jacobson v. Massachusetts in 1905 and the, you know, the whole smallpox thing, which was three to 500 times more deadly than COVID and which ultimately that Supreme Court decision was used for Buck v. Bell, which was we can now force you to be sterilized if we don't think you're smart enough to have kids. That's the kind of evil that happens when government has the power to make your health care decisions. They're outside their lane. Government's a blessing when it's inside its lane that God designed it for. It is a curse, a horrific curse when it's outside its lane. And that's where it's headed right now. Well, after all that, I hope you guys have enjoyed this interview with my friend, Rick Green. Don't forget, you can find him at Patriot Academy. And I just want to encourage you, we are hosting a Constitutional Live class here at the Homeschool Resource Center in an effort to just encourage everybody to get to know the Constitution, the greatest document for governance on the face of the earth. And you guys can find out how to become a Constitution coach by going to Patriot Academy. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview and I will see you tomorrow again with my friend Rick Green for part two of our interview here at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.